It was a better effort for the Boston Bruins in Wednesday night's game against the Washington Capitals, but ultimately they fell by a score of 3-2, to two, extending their current losing streak to four games with another game on tap tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Thursday, December 12th, 2019. I am your host, Ian McLaren. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. And please also, uh, yeah, tell someone in your life today about the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. As I said, the Bruins are now losers of four in a row, uh, the last three of which have come in regulation. Uh, They have tripled their uh, regulation losses on the season in that brief span. Uh, Prior to this, they had only lost three in regulation, and now that totals up to six. So by my math, that's uh, three times... Two is six. The Bruins now are uh, five points back over the Capitals atop the NHL standings, uh, albeit with one game in hand. Things started off well for the Bruins last night as they actually uh, were able to score the first goal of the game, score in the first period for uh, the first time in a while. Uh, However, uh, TJ Oshie scored a pair of goals in the second period, uh, one of which was... Uh, incredibly impressive goal, albeit with uh, both Charlie McAvoy and Connor Clifton out on the ice. I'm not really sure what Clifton was doing out there uh, as the left pair defenseman and a right-hand shot, uh, maybe due to uh, Tori Krug. Uh, there was a report that he was getting x-rays after the game, so perhaps he was banged up uh, during the game. That was from Stephen Wino of the Associated Press. He tweeted after the game that Krug was headed to X-ray room uh, after the game. Speaking of Krug, before we get back into the game, uh, if you didn't see his hilarious tweet yesterday, uh, Brett Ritchie was quoted at, by Wino as saying, it's an 82-game season. We weren't going to go 80-3 and three or whatever it was. And uh, Krug quoted that tweet and said, stay in school, kids. Spelling school with a K, a uh, pretty funny chirp uh, to- directed towards his not-so-bright teammate. Uh, but yeah, I digress. The Bruins uh, fell 3-2. to two. Uh, They did outshoot the Capitals by a margin of 32-25, to 25, including 15-6 uh, to six in the second period. But as I mentioned, they were outscored in that period as TJ Oshie scored the pair. Sean Corrali was able to tie the game early in the third period with a, a deflection in front, but Sean Carlson, sorry, John Carlson, uh, got the lead back less than two minutes later, and uh, the Bruins were not able to equalize. Uh, they did have one goal that was called back on a uh, offside challenge. Again, this was a play where. The Bruins were marginally offside. The play kept going for quite some time, and then it was called back due to, um, yeah, that crossing the line prior to the puck. Uh, 
several seconds earlier. I think uh, we've talked about this on the podcast earlier this season, but a change needs to be made. And at the very least, I think um, there should be a statute of limitations on how far back you can review a play. If, if um, it's called offside off the rush, uh, where a goal is scored kind of within 10, 15 seconds maybe. That's one thing. But if the play goes on for you know 30 seconds, a minute of cycling by the offensive uh, team, then um, you know that's just a lack of good defense um, on the team that gets scored on. And, and the, the offside doesn't really make an impact at that point. But... Um, that's something that the NHL will have to look at, uh, whether it be in the off season or maybe earlier than that, heading into the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy said, we're all frustrated, but as a coach, you like how the 60 minutes transpired better than some of the other nights. I would agree with that. We're in the game. We're right there. We very easily could have won two or three things, probably changed that. In terms of a 60 minute effort, I think we're getting close to where we want to be. Um, I'd agree with that. Um, that assessment, they had those two uh, goals from TJ Oshie, uh, which were pretty pretty special goals, really. And then uh, the bad luck on the offside and uh, just a breakdown, allowing Carlson to score in the third period, um, which Cassidy said, we were right there. We score and get a break. Finally, they come down a shift later on a simple D-zone coverage. We don't sort it out quick enough, and bam, it's in the net. After that, you're chasing it again. Um, the goal that was wiped out, uh, it was determined that Jake DeBrust crossed the cap zone before the puck. Bergeron looked to have scored his 10th goal of the season to give the Bruins a 2-0 lead, which would have been huge at the time. Um, Bergeron said he had no idea until they started talking about it. Um... He said, I'm sure they got the right call. Obviously, this year it's one of those where you come up short every time. It happens 20 seconds after the play. It's tough to swallow, but it is a rule, and we have to live with it. Kind of what I was saying with that time difference between when the play goes over the line and when the goal is scored. Um, Marchand added, it's frustrating, especially when you play for so long after the play. There's got to be something implemented where you're not playing for a minute it just doesn't affect the play anymore. I mean, I get it. The rule is the rule. If you're offside, you're offside. But that's why linesmen are there. And again, if the play goes on for, for some time, then it it shouldn't really matter at, at a, after a certain point. Um, the power play was a big story on the night. The Bruins went 0 for 5. They're now 2 for their last 25. Um, still third in the NHL, I believe, at 28%. But... Uh, That just shows you how well they had been rolling on the power play uh, early on in the season. You have to expect that they will find that touch again, especially now with Bergeron back. Um, That Bergeron goal would have been on the power play, so that would have made a difference, as I said, putting them up 2-0 at the time. Um, Yeah, so that was the story in Washington, a game the Bruins could have won. But didn't so now they enter tonight's game in Tampa Bay uh, with a, a four-game losing streak uh, to their name. 
uh, three oh three and one over those last four games, dating back to the overtime loss to Chicago. The Bruins are uh, still ten points up on second place Buffalo in the Atlantic Division. Tampa Bay Lightning currently have thirty three points, uh, with three games in hand on the Bruins. The Lightning are second in the Atlantic in terms of goal differential. Uh, there's only four with positive goal differentials at the moment. The Bruins are plus 28, which is now down to second in the NHL behind the Colorado Avalanche. Lightning at plus 12, Buffalo Sabres. Oh, sorry, the Florida Panthers plus five, Buffalo Sabres plus four. Uh, so the Lightning down in the standings, but, um, you know, in terms of point percentage and uh, goal differential, they remain one of the top teams in the Atlantic, and it won't be an easy uh, thing for the Bruins to break their losing streak uh, in Tampa Bay uh, tonight. Indeed, as I mentioned, in terms of point percentage, the uh, Lightning are currently third in the uh, Atlantic behind Boston, who sits at uh, 0.719, Panthers 0.583, Lightning at 0.569, just ahead of the Canadians and Sabres at 563 and the Maple Leafs in sixth at 531. Those are kind of your playoff uh, bubble teams at the moment. It's time now to jump into this week's mailbag and thank you to those who sent in questions. The first one comes from Yuso Kokiainen over in Finland. I really appreciate all listeners from different parts of the world. And uh, Yuso asked, should the Bruins mix their units in upcoming road games? Bjork maybe to the first line. Uh, I believe Bjork got some time in the top six last night against uh, the Capitals. I definitely think it's worth exploring as um, he is able to play on the right side, uh, even though he's a left-hand shot. And especially with Brett Ritchie currently being deployed as the second line right winger, um, I really think it's worth giving Bjork the opportunity to shine in a um, top six role. I know it's not ideal playing on his off wing, uh, but uh, certainly there remains a void for the Bruins in the top six and for the time being, Bjork is uh, one of the more talented options that they have. Um, maybe Heinen can go up there as well. He's played up there, but um, just in terms of generating pure offense, I think uh, Bjork certainly deserves a look up there. Uh, Jess Belmasso, she also asked thoughts on Bjork's performance this season. I think personally, he's looked uh, he's looked pretty good in his first, uh, I guess, long term uh, stint with the Bruins. Uh, he's played twenty four games, which is uh, six shy of the thirty that he played two seasons ago. He's already matched his career high in goals with four. I'd like to see that up a bit more, uh, to be honest. And uh, he's got four assists for eight total points. I think. Um, it'd be really nice if he could shoot the puck with a bit more frequency. He is shooting uh, 11.4%. Uh, and if he's able to um, get some more shots on net, that would be ideal. In terms of shot attempts, 
Personally, he's uh, 12th on the Bruins with 59 shot attempts through those 24 games. Um, he's not getting uh, a ton of power play time at the moment. Uh, you'd like to see that rise a bit as well, maybe get um, his confidence going. He's only seen six minutes of power play time. Um, I think it's worth giving him an, a shot, at least on the second unit, as the power play is sputtering a little bit at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think there's potential there for even more of a breakout. But um, I think based on how he's played and expectations coming into the season that he'd probably be in the AHL for the whole season as he recovered from uh, a big injury last year um, that he's been able to step in, become a regular NHLer, uh, look really good on the third line. Um, and I think it's really worth exploring whether or not he can make more of an impact on, uh, on the second line at the very least. Uh, the next questions come from William Nickerson at Squill Bill ninety five. He he sent in a few questions, uh, and I was tempted to rename this the uh, Squill Bill segment, but um, just go through a couple of these. He asked, "I'm really intrigued what your order at Starbucks is now around this time of year. Uh, I mean, generally it's just a usually just a coffee, a, a tall, uh, uh, light roast." And I load up my card and get uh, the free refills on that if I'm working there. If I'm feeling uh, extra spicy, maybe I'll get a gingerbread latte or a, a peppermint mocha, something like that. But generally, pretty much just a, a tall coffee or, or a regular latte. Uh, I went over the offside challenges. He asked about that. Um, he asked... What do you and your family have any Christmas traditions? Uh, I think I mentioned that we went and cut our own tree over the weekend. That's certainly one that we love doing with the boys. We actually caved this year and uh, started doing the elf on a shelf. I wasn't really a big fan of it earlier, but our oldest boy, actually, he, uh, a bunch of his friends at school, their families are doing it. And, you know, they don't really buy into the idea that the elf is watching them and keeping uh, reports back to Santa, but it's just fun to uh, put this mischievous-looking figure around the house. Uh, this morning he was wrapped up in a napkin in the fridge, and the story was that he was feeling warm um, because he's missing the North Pole, so we popped him in there. Uh, we put him on the tree at one point, uh, put him in, a Bruins stocking hanging over my desk yesterday uh, so that he could keep an eye on me while I work, uh, things like that. They're, they're having fun with it. They're not really taking it too seriously or literally, but uh, it's something fun anyways uh, for the kids. And last question, what's the weather been like up there? Uh, it's actually been pretty cold the last couple of days. We had a bunch of rain on the weekend. It got rid of all the snow and then, it snowed a bit the other day, and now we're down into minus double-digit Celsius with the wind chill, uh, which is no fun. But uh, if it at least keeps the snow on the ground until Christmas, that would uh, that would be nice. Thanks to uh, everyone who sent in questions, and I uh, really appreciate it. As always, you can reach me at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, you can find me at ENC McLaren. 
or if you have a longer message to send, uh, you can shoot that over to our email account, which is locked on Boston Bruins at gmail.com. That's locked on Boston Bruins at gmail.com. I mentioned uh, the other day that my uh, DM box is open as well. Uh, if you ever have any uh, questions that you don't want made public uh, or just need an ear, if uh, if you're struggling or uh, yeah, having a bad day, I, I'm always willing to uh, to listen if there's any uh, anything that you need to vent about. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the mailbag. Let's now take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Let's wrap up today's podcast with some news and notes from Maria and the NHL. Again, apologies for uh, the later release than usual. Uh, it's been a bit of a day. Uh, car issues, van issues, I should specify, but don't really want to get it too deep into it. But um, yeah, if you can avoid owning vehicles uh, and take the bus, I highly recommend it. Uh, but uh, that said, we have three kids, so that's not really an option. But uh, you don't need to hear my life ramble, so let's get into it. Uh, the San Jose Sharks fired head coach Pete DeBoer and three other assistants. Uh, Bob Bugner takes over for DeBoer on an interim basis. Uh, the Sharks are kind of playing below expectations this season, and their team save percentage is, I believe, ranked 30th out of 30 uh, one teams in the NHL. Uh, the Fuller Panthers are the worst team, I believe, but um, they're able to make up for it in other ways. Um, so Bugner takes over. He had been coaching the uh, Florida Panthers uh, most recently as a head coach, and then he went over to San Jose as an assistant. Um, so we'll see if that shakes up the um, Sharks at all. Another big story was another uh, uh, incident involving former uh, player Akeem Alou. Uh, he revealed another racist incident that he was subjected to during his pro career. Uh, the story is that in, back in 2011, he was a new member of the ECHL's Colorado Eagles. They're now the AHL affiliate of the uh, Avalanche. Alou was invited to the team's Halloween party. He was told to come a bit later, an instruction he didn't really think too much about at the time. Uh, when he arrived, he found uh, Tony Deinzer, the team's head equipment manager, in blackface, wearing an Afro-style wig and an Eagles jersey with a lose number 78 and nickname Dreamer stitched on the back. People attending the party, including a lose teammates, staff members, management, some other family members, encouraged the two to take a picture together, which... Uh, Alou shared with Wall Street Journal's Andrew Beaton. Uh, guy started laughing. All I can do is tell my story, Alou said. I didn't grasp how vicious of a thing it is to do at the time. Um, Alou only ended up playing 10 games for the Eagles. He requested a trade, uh, which is understandable considering his introduction to the team. That was granted. He wound up in the Flames organization and then later made his NHL debut in 2012. Uh, Deinzer, he's been employed by the Eagles since 2003. He was placed on an administrative leave. Uh, they, Like I said, they were the Winnipeg Jets EACHL team back then. Now they're the affiliate of the Avalanche. The Eagles issued a public apology to Alou on Wednesday, saying 
they had no prior knowledge of the incident, seeking a loose forgiveness. Although um, there was another report on Twitter saying that they had not reached out to him directly, just putting out this tweet. Uh, Alou, of course, uh, came to attention a couple weeks ago uh, when he came out with the Bill Peters story. And uh, he met with NHL officials last week. On Monday, NHL announced it will institute a mandatory annual program focused on counseling, consciousness raising, education, training on diversity and inclusion. They need to accept the fact that there is a problem, Elu said. That's the only way you start. Uh, so it seems like there's stories like this coming out uh, every day these days. Um, again, I liken it to cleaning house. You have to... Um, expose things you have to pull things out of the corners bag them up and get them out this was just yeah in 2011 not that long ago people should have known better then this isn't um something that's new or should be seen as something that was recently made unacceptable by societal norms uh it's an ugly uh act and I can see why Alou would not have felt comfortable playing there, why he would have uh, asked for a trade. And, you know, that reputation stuck with him as a, a malcontent, uh, not wanting to stay in one place or another. But it's just a matter of being treated in such a way that he could not remain in that situation. And I totally understand that. Um News-wise, not really much else going on around the NHL. Not really much else in terms of tangible rumors to keep an eye on. We'll be back tomorrow to break down uh, the Bruins game against the Lightning. Hopefully a win to, to break this losing streak that they're in. Uh, we'll also do the All the President's Men, which is my weekly look at the NHL's top five. Uh, but until then, enjoy the game. I'll be on Twitter at ENC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, enjoying a adult beverage and uh, yeah, just sharing some thoughts on the game. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, please join me again tomorrow. You can do so by subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it for today's show, friends. Take care. Talk to you later.